This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. You guys are having a good week. Please make sure to subscribe. Please hit the bell. This allows me to provide you more free content. So, in this video, I just wanted to talk about some of the harsh realities of the carnivore diet. So, number one, you can't just eat all the meat in the world that you want. So, after two years of a carnivore diet and many, many anecdotal stories and my client stories, I know that if you're just eating two to three plus pounds of meat, not working out, Uh, not being pretty active, not managing your stress, and you expect to be thin without even working out, I'm sorry to say, but that's probably never going to happen. If you hear stories like that, I honestly think there's more to the story. So, what am I getting at? If you guys have tried Carnivore 75 Hard, you know that in order to reap rewards in life, you need to do hard. You need to get up every day and work hard. So, why would diet be any different? If we want our bodies to be model thin or a thin level that's kind of maybe not natural for your bio individual body, then we need to work at it. I think it's unrealistic to think that you will be a size zero or a size two and then not have to work at it. Work at it meaning that you have to either exercise or you have to fast. Or you have to cut down your meat levels, even when some days you may be hungrier, but you're choosing to say, No, I know that this amount of meat is the amount of a lot of calories that I can eat to be this weight. Our bodies are naturally supposed to have a little bit of fat. If you guys remember back in the day when people did art, there were larger women, and that was a sense of beauty because food wasn't as plentiful, and so. Having enough food to have that fat on your body was a sign of wealth. I think real life, our bodies are sort of like a blend of present day and then. So maybe we aren't supposed to be a size zero, a size two, but if you want to be at that weight, then you are going to have to find ways to do that hard 
to be at that weight. I think in order to fit societal norms of very low body fat, you will have to use these levers or compensate for body fat. And that is not ideal, but if that's something that you want to work on, that's something that is the realities with a carnivore diet. So that might mean you have to work out more. That might mean you have to, and I don't want you to work out a ton because again, that'll affect your adrenals. But that may mean that you have to eat less. You know, they say that calories in and calories out don't matter. And I agree. I think calories are not this stable number. It all depends. If you take two women of the same age, same weight, same height, and you feed them the same exact foods, I bet you one of them will be thinner than the other. That's why calories in, calories out doesn't truly work. They will not gain or lose weight in the same way. There are even clinical studies that show this to be true. So the whole technical calories in, calories out does not work. So there's factors like hormone health, genetics, basal metabolic rate, history of undereating and overeating, mineral status, nutrition, hydration, all of these play a role in how you will use calories from foods. But that all said, calories in a sense still do matter. So if you eat too much of an excess than your body needs, that your body uses as energy, body burns, then you will eventually gain weight. There is no mathematical guarantee of how many calories in versus how many calories out will make you lose or gain weight, but there are some truths about calories. So if you eat more calories than your body needs, or if you eat too much meat than your body needs, you will gain weight. And the thing is, this needs is much more complicated than just, I just need to cut back my calories. I need to just cut back some meat and then I'll lose weight because it gets a lot more complicated. Especially if you've been under eating, you can't just keep cutting calories because over time, if you've ever noticed, you will stall in your weight and then you would have to cut more and eventually you'll be essentially eating no calories and no body can sustain that. So eventually your body will rebel and cause you to want to binge or make you overeat and it's likely because it's malnourished and so that's why that happens and then you end up having a stall and then you gain weight and so on and so forth. So just cutting calories because you're not losing weight is not the answer. In an upcoming video as part of this series, I will talk about ways that we can try to increase our metabolic rate and try to lose weight. All right, number two. Many people believe that runs and fatigue is just a normal adaptation process of the carnivore diet. Some of this can be a transitional process, but oftentimes it's because we are coming from a standard American diet or a diet where we still have not done our gut healing. I had a client that was carnivore for about four months and then he was so sick and tired of having runs for four months straight that he came to me, we started working together and then we had some gut healing support and within the first week, his diarrhea stopped. 90% of people are low in stomach acid or their pH of their stomach acid is too high. So remember, you need stomach acid and it needs to sit around one and a half to three and a half pH levels to be breaking down our foods. And it needs to break it down so that then our small intestine can absorb the nutrients. So if our HCL in our stomach is inadequate or the pH is too high, it is not breaking it down as it's supposed to. So I asked you guys, as people don't believe in taking support when they first start carnivore, how is your food 
how is any meat eventually going to break down the food and have your stomach have more stomach acid by itself now over time by maybe removing some of the toxic foods like grains and anti-nutrients maybe your gut health will heal and then that will naturally have you have more hydrochloric acid in your system but by and large most people need support to get the hydrochloric acid to an adequate level and then they can kind of start not taking it for some people in the long run if they just eat meat and water and they just stick to the diet they may heal any smaller small ish gut issues they may have but some people have more serious gut issues and i believe that just saying meat and water heal everything and that look runs and gut health is just and fatigue is just part of the transition process is doing a disservice to some people that may need support and are suffering for no reason some people may have a harder time breaking down amino acids they may not have some b vitamins they may not have the coenzymes the cofactors to help break down proteins because again proteins are the hardest macronutrient to break down and so that's why you may feel fatigued because your body is having a hard time breaking it down and then using these nutrients from these meat you know we are not using glucose or glycogen as an energy source and so we need to rely on ketones and any possible glycogen that comes from gluconeogenesis but if we're not doing this process correctly then obviously we'll feel tired now this is not the low carb flu obviously i'm talking about after maybe two weeks and you still feel fatigue um, eating just a carnivore diet there may be other things than just that this is a transition process to carnivore sometimes when we feel fatigue on carnivore it can be something other than gluconeogenesis and it can be other than something like the low carb flu all right number three supplements aren't necessary and detox you don't need a detox when your liver detoxes why do you need anything else all right so i think by now a lot of people do use betaine and other digestive enzymes when they first start a carnivore diet i think people are starting to finally adopt to that and accept that that may be a truth but in general sometimes we do need to mega dose on supplements there's a great video i did with elliot and i will link that in the show notes but we talk about why sometimes constant under eating and eating high calories without any micronutrients can cause our bodies to work at a suboptimal level and so we may have to mega dose for a period so that our bodies get used to having higher doses of nutrients in our system and then to work more optimally one thing i will say is if you think about detox if our liver was that great at detoxing right and we don't need any detox protocols why is it that some people actually have heavy metals accumulating and other toxins in the body? If this whole argument was true, then even animals, if we're, a lot of people say we have to eat just grass-fed, grass-finished because if we eat the conventional animals, then they have toxins stored in their bodies. Well, they also have livers too. So again, I think it's just flawed thinking that sometimes our liver gets inundated. We may have had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We may have had fatty liver disease. We may have been eating too much sugar or too many medications that our liver is exhausted or our kidneys. And so our detox pathways aren't fully clear to help ideally detox the body. And this is how toxins accumulate. This is how heavy metals accumulate. This is why sometimes we do need support and sometimes that support can come in as supplements or a detox protocol. 
if you ask any practitioner, detoxing is a big puzzle. I can find a detox protocol that works good for me and I may use certain supplements and certain herbs that may help remove certain toxins in my body but that may not work for somebody else and ask any practitioner any functional medicine person but that is why there's like a hundred things that you can use that can help detox your body because not everything works the same and so I hope you guys realize from this conversation that my takeaway is that Sometimes we need supplements, sometimes we need detox support. It's very bio-individual and so please don't just read an article and then try these supplements because sometimes you can do detox protocols that may not be beneficial for your body and at that time and you can actually do more harm. Alright, number four, not all meat is created the same. So not all meat is the same for everyone. Processed meat is obviously not the same as fresh meat. And when I mean processed meat, I know people get very specific about this, but I mean literally like buying just deli meat off the market shelf. That some meat. of them have nitrates, some of them have maltodextrin, some of them have fillers. But essentially, when I say processed meats, I'm talking more about that. I'm not talking about taking your meat to the butcher and they grind it up and then that's processed. That's not what I'm saying. If you've followed me for a while now, I am a big fan of bone broth. I love bone broth. I think bone broth is so beneficial for so many reasons. It provides so many minerals that our bodies need to do cofactors and coenzymes to have all these sparks going on in our bodies so that we can have things functioning better, like breaking down amino acids or breaking down our fats. Bone broth also helps with gut health. It helps with the healing process of the gut. But the thing is, if you have candida and you have gut damage and you have also eaten a high oxalate diet or eat a high oxalate diet, then your bone broth has a high risk of making oxalates in the body. And the thing is, if you are low in vitamin B6, you also have a higher chance of that bone broth becoming oxalates in the body. So I've already talked about this in another video and I'll link to that about how collagen can then become hydroxyproline and then how basically whether it's from bone broth and whether it's from a collagen supplement that it can go down the path of making more oxalates in the body and that possibly functional testing can be helpful or just not taking exogenous collagen may be a benefit to you. Now I think that bone broth because it's a natural healing tonic or a healing food that I think if you had one cup of bone broth a day I don't think it'll do the same damage that a collagen focused supplement or product can do especially if you have gut health needs if you're low deficient in b6 and have candida then you probably will create more endogenous or inside the body oxalates i've also said in that video that if you eat a carnivorous diet that you think you are covered in all the b vitamins one it's because b vitamins are water soluble so when our body is not efficiently using it we just pee it out but another reason is because we can have gut damage or we're not breaking down our amino acids properly and something is causing some of the B vitamins to not be absorbed and used in the proper way. And so what can show up like on an organic acids test is that you are B vitamins deficient. I'll put up one of mine of where you will see B6 deficiency. 
There are some people that also, if they have gut health issues, can react to a B complex. Sometimes it's the fillers, sometimes it's something else other than the nutrients of the B vitamin. So the best thing to do is always work with the practitioner, get functionally tested. But this is how you can see if the carnivore diet is working for you optimally. You know, other examples of not all meats are created equal is, you know, some people don't do well with chicken. Some people don't do well with pork. Some people don't do well with eggs. Some people just do better with egg yolks. I have a blog article on why eggs and the egg whites might be causing some reactions. Um, it's probably the avidin, the proteins in the egg whites, but I will link to that as well. My whole message and my takeaway of this video and this series is really that carnivore is a amazing tool. It is an amazing diet that is very healing but it is not a magic pill. It can be close to one, but it's not a magic pill where you eat all the meat in the world all day long and you will be model thin and have the best days ever going forward. Sometimes we need to do a little extra work even after going carnivore to then live the most optimally. When we use carnivore diet as all healing, and as the perfect diet, um, we use these broad stroke generalizations. I think it can be more than dangerous. So let's be more realistic about the carnivore diet and you will see all the amazing benefits of it, but also know that there are places and points of the diet that you may have to optimize for yourself. All right guys, eat a lot of meat, take care of your body because it is the only place you have to live. Take care, I'll talk to you guys soon, bye. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.